Hi there, and welcome to our Clark's Legal Podcast. And in this episode, we are joined by Liz Bradley, a senior solicitor in employment and data protection. And today we take a deep dive into the important subject of employee monitoring. So let's go. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. My name is Liz Bradley. I'm an employment solicitor in the business services group at Clark's Legal. I also specialise in data protection and today I'll be talking about a subject where those two areas intersect, employee monitoring. It's a topic that's been hit in the headlines, partly as organisations find new ways of working as a result of the pandemic, and partly because of the rise in a whole range of software making it easier than ever for workers to be tracked through technology. So what's the law on employee monitoring? Well, there's no specific law in the UK which either allows or prohibits employee monitoring. We have to look at a range of legislation to figure out whether an organisation has gone too far. But why would an organisation think of monitoring its staff in the first place? Employers do have a legitimate interest in ensuring the smooth running of their organisation. Checking that staff are performing their professional duties adequately is arguably part of management and something that most of us expect to see to some extent. What is changing is the way this management function is being carried out, particularly in remote contexts, whether that's because an employee is working from home now or maybe a worker who's engaged via a platform and being monitored in that space. Monitoring through technology is on the rise and in a poll from the end of last year, the union prospect found that the number of workers being monitored in October 2021 had risen by 24% compared to figures from their April 2021 research. Younger workers were the most affected by the increased surveillance, with almost half, 48%, of those aged 18 to 34 reporting being monitored at work. And there are numerous ways employers can monitor staff who are working remotely on devices provided to them for work purposes. For example, monitoring email content, internet usage, recording telephone conversations with customers, productivity software but increasingly monitoring is also taking more intrusive forms like webcam surveillance of staff working from home and it's these sorts of developments that are not going down well with workers. In the same poll 52% said webcam monitoring at home should be banned and another 20% said it should be heavily regulated. The results from an earlier poll, a YouGov poll taken in September 2020, found that 48% of workers said monitoring software would damage their relationship with their line manager. And this figure rose to 62% among young workers. So the basic point from all of those statistics is that yes, employee monitoring is feasible. And from an employer perspective, it can be pretty desirable, but it clearly matters how it's carried out. It matters to workers, it matters to employees, it matters to the overall relationship that staff have across an organisation with each other and with um, the organisation itself in terms of goodwill and how they feel um, they are being treated. It also matters from a legal perspective because obviously this brings into question some pretty core data protection um, principles. So just to run through some of the things that employers need to be thinking about from a UK GDPR perspective, it's going to be really, really important to make sure you have a sound legal basis for the processing of this data. So obviously, legitimate interest is going to be the area that organisations are going to try and rely on, but it's very broad and you need to make sure that actually within that you're defining 
exactly what your legitimate interest is and not just kind of using that as a as a catch-all because that feeds into the transparency principle you need to be explaining what you're doing and why and it's not going to wash with stuff if you're just speaking in very generic terms about some kind of business need um, that's not going to um, satisfy staff. It's not going to make them feel that their um, rights are being protected and you're not really going to be speaking at the level of detail that will meet the transparency requirements. So you need to have your actual fundamental rationale clear in your own mind as an organisation so that you can communicate that well. You then also need to think about limiting what it is that you're gathering a lot of these technologies mean that you can monitor things in very granular ways and you need to think about what do we actually need do you need to see that somebody's got up from their computer to go make themselves a cup of tea you know this is not something that is really going to the core of your understanding of what it means for them to be productive so you need to be only gathering information that's strictly necessary and use it for the purpose that you um, have set out And you need to make sure it's proportionate. So this, again, goes to this idea of what's the fair balance between your interests as an employer, as an organisation, and the protection of your employees' rights to privacy. And it can be that there's a really positive way that you can be using the information that you're finding out, not only to further your business or organisation interests, but also to protect employees. So one of the ways that we see um, productivity monitoring being used to the benefit of employees is around the idea of people working longer hours than they they should um overworking the lines being blurred between home and work and logging on at all kinds of random hours and and actually businesses who are using the data that they're um, collecting to kind of track that and to have kind of conversations that are around time management to the benefit of staff so helping people to kind of remember that actually these are your core working hours we don't mind if you feel like it's appropriate for you in your circumstances to just kind of flex those a little bit so that it works with the other commitments that you have but we don't want to see you doing lots and lots of hours of work um outside of core business hours because we don't think that's the best for your health and we want to kind of understand what's going on and having having that kind of collaborative conversation that's based on an understanding of a picture painted by data is a very different type of conversation and one that um can be to the benefit of everybody and given what we've discussed it follows that covert surveillance can only be used in exceptional circumstances It's for the detection and prevention of serious crime, fraud or other malpractice. And only then if there's no other less intrusive way of achieving those things. So what kinds of consequences can there be in terms of the employee relationship or or worker relationship from monitoring that is perceived to be inappropriate? If you're dealing with an employee who can bring unfair dismissal claims, this could be a factor in the way that they plead their claim, either around how you've um, evidenced whatever rationale you have for dismissing them, or actually as a constructive unfair dismissal claim where they're saying that the level of monitoring or the way that you carried it out breached the implied term of mutual trust and confidence. So that's something to bear in mind around... um, certain types of employees but even more widely um, for people who don't have the status to bring those sorts of claims there's 
um, a growing number of discrimination claims that are connected to the kinds of monitoring technology that we've been talking about. So it might be that um, a worker is arguing that they have been unlawfully discriminated against if they think they've been targeted um, for monitoring because of reasons connected to a protected characteristic. Or it might actually be the software itself um, that they are alleging has built-in bias. And Uber is facing two separate union-backed claims along those lines that allege indirect discrimination on the ground of race because of how their facial recognition systems operate. So Uber drivers are required to log in by providing a photograph of their face. And if the photograph taken doesn't match the photograph on file, then they risk having their account terminated. Now, this system generates more inaccurate results for workers from black and minority ethnic backgrounds. So they are then more vulnerable to losing their jobs with Uber. So the Independent Workers Union of Great Britain and also App Drivers and Couriers Union, so two separate unions, are both bringing claims, one of which is also supported by the Equality and Human Rights Commission. So again, as an organisation, it's not enough to think, OK, we've just got the system in place, the system is neutral. There are some questions that need to be asked around actually how does this platform work and that's a level of understanding that your HR department might not have um, and it's going to require a bit more thought than you know this is technology that can help us it makes our job easier let's just go with it you know, there's definitely some difficult questions that need to be asked along the procurement chain. So that has been a pretty high level exploration of some quite complex issues And I think the key message to take away is that employee monitoring really requires some careful thought and communication to stay on the right side of the law and also to keep your staff on your side as you go through that process. If your organisation needs support with anything I've mentioned here today, we would love to help you. You can get in touch via email. The address is contact at clarkslegal.com and also look out for more guidance from the team on our website. Thanks for your time. Thanks for listening.